whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships. I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everyone. It's just Kit today, and I am here with my friend Emily of What's Emily Doing? Hi. Um, and we are, I'm so excited to have Emily on today. I have been following you for so long. And I know. I'm trying I, to think of when I first started following you. It was, it, it's been a long time, um, <laughs> but... I have followed you for so long and I love all of your content. Oh my gosh, Um, thank you. Maybe for anyone who doesn't know, you could do like a little one minute intro of you and how you got started. Sure. I'm Emily. My Instagram username is what's Emily doing. I actually started as a food blog. I don't know if you were, were you around during the food blog days? The Miss New Food days? I wasn't, but honestly, I'm (laughs) like... (laughs) <laughs> now my Instagram is like basically becoming a food blog because I love posting all my recipes. I love so it. I well, feel you post like really cute, healthy stuff. I'm like going into <laughs> Miss Foodie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I had a food blog and I went and studied at NYU originally as a nutrition major. So that's how I and I'm, I've always been into food. I am still into food, but I started the food blog. I grew that really big when like food Instagramming was a huge thing back in 2013, 2014. And then I switched it over to more of a lifestyle, millennial lifestyle fashion about two years ago, I, I think, or maybe even three years ago now, I, I switched my username from Miss New Foodie to What's Emily Doing? Um, so it's been a little bit of a rebranding and here we are, the journey. And why did you decide to make that switch? Um, I There were a couple of reasons, but one, I felt like my username itself, I couldn't post anything but food because people would freak out because it's a food account. Miss New Foodie was the name. And I wanted to show my clothing. I wanted to show pictures of New York, the skyline, cool things I was doing. And I felt like I put myself in a box and I felt like what's Emily doing was a more broad username. I really wanted Emily doing things, but that was taken. I really I really tried to get Dude, that. Dude, I, I messaged the people who have the username Kit like literally once every few months asking them for their username and they never post and they won't give it to me. So it's, oh, yeah. I get you. I, I still have that, like so. the message receipts um, DMing Emily doing things. She, has, <laughs> she hasn't seen them or she just deleted it's them. so frustrating. <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, okay, so tell me about like, um, I guess I I kind of have, I'm having like the same situation as you in the sense that um you know I love posting my recipe photos and like my workouts and stuff and obviously that stuff doesn't do as well on my feed as just like a picture of me looking cute or like a cute outfit pic or whatever it is um so and I was just listening to a podcast with my friend Peyton Sarton Um, And she was on a podcast called I Love You So Much. And she was talking about like trying to being like a well-rounded person online and 
kind of the failure in in being a well-rounded person online and how it's so hard to grow like without having one specific image so i guess how did you when you were transferring into what's emily doing um from miss new foodie how did you kind of like like did you pick a lane when you were doing that or like where did yeah. that where did the essence of the aesthetic of what's emily doing come from yeah that's a, such a good question ah it's so hard i think i mean honestly the switch i just changed it one day completely and i just stopped posting food pictures but as far as what it has become now i'd say even now to this day and six months from now my feed's gonna have a different vibe than it is now just because i'm gonna be in a different place in my life and i that's something that i really do love about instagram like if i scroll back to the bottom of my feed in 2014 it's so different my captions are different oh i look God. different i know it's cringy <laughs> it's so bad the filters and everything yeah um i i don't know i didn't pick a lane i feel like i kind of i've gotten to the point where like i can i swear here yeah go okay. ahead like i don't give a fuck like i'm just gonna post what i want to post and obviously i'm everyone talks about this the algorithm this and that it's gotten to the point where i don't even care how many likes i get i'm just gonna post it and express myself and if people want to like it and comment on it then that's on them but i i'm doing it for me mostly so i guess that's i definitely feel that and i feel i've heard that a lot i feel like from social media influencers and bloggers and people that are like put their whole life online i've been hearing that a lot where it's just like I don't even care to have one brand or aesthetic like I'm not with it anymore because I think that it's more about building a community around you that will follow you from platform to platform rather yes. than like having just people follow you because you know you have one brand that like fits exactly on Instagram and grows really fast on Instagram totally um, but I definitely, I want to chat with you about, I guess you, well, honestly, I started listening to your podcast, Love it. um, this year and I am obsessed with it. Oh and my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> I just love like how raw you are and how chill it is and everything. So, um, I, and on it, you talk a lot about mental health and living in New York and like as a 20 something year old and balancing mental health with all of that. So I want to talk about your journey with mental health and how you think your job affects that. Definitely. Uh, I'd say the journey is it is currently still a journey. You know, every day I wake up and I feel differently about my life and where I'm at and also how I use social media to express that um, you know every every week every month I have like a different dream or passion that I want to pursue and a lot of times when I'm on social media as well I'm comparing myself to other people and I've gotten very good at ignoring that but even still it's you can't help it when you look at someone's life especially in the influencer world I see these influencers going on these really cool trips or getting these awesome brand deals and it's like shoot like why why wasn't I picked for that or like why am I not good enough for that um so it, it ebbs and flows but overall I'd say I I just have gotten to the point where I'm confident in where I I want to be in life at this very moment and that helps push me along when I do feel like down for whatever reason whether it's personal professional um but Instagram 
like making a living and a career out of it's it's hard yeah there's a lot of respect for influencers that can do it and be successful or at least put on a front that it's that it's easy because it's not so i know you were working a corporate job at the beginning of the year and then you quit mm-hmm. so what what's your career path looking like right yeah. now yeah I actually just filmed an IGTV about it. I, I'm still in the middle of editing it. So this is like the before before the yeah, upload. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I went to NYU after I graduated, I worked at a startup job in our office was in Union Square. It was a tech, like a tech startup. It was the quintessential tech company. Like people wore sweatpants. I wore like jeans and Converse. I still do, but to the office and it was really cool and it was a really great learning opportunity. And it had gotten to the point where I was hitting my two-year mark and I was becoming very obsessed and involved with my Instagram. And to the point that I said before, I was looking at these other girls who had it as their full-time career and I was like, what if my life was like that? What if I could do that and make money off of it and not have to go into a nine-to-five job? And I also feel like we're so young. Like at the time I was 23, I'm 24 now. If you're ever gonna make a leap, uh, like a, take a chance like this, it's this age because whatever, I can just get a new job if it doesn't work mm-hmm. out. And throughout the time that I was doing full-time influencer, freelancer, whatever you wanna call it, I learned so much. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much about myself, about business, negotiating, freelance work. It's like a skill set that I never would have gotten into if I didn't try it um but then sneak preview I I did end up getting a new job I just started and can job. you tell us what it is yeah it's another startup okay. it's a really great opportunity I know the founders of it um and same type of thing it was like this is an opportunity sitting in front of me and it was a really great one and I had to take it and who knows in three years from now I might go back to the full-time influencer thing in a year from now like you never know mm-hmm. But I kind of am just trying to learn as much as I can in my 20s. I don't care as much about getting a strict, high-paying, successful job right now because I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to explore what I want to do in life. And I feel like you can do that stuff when you're older. You can do the corporate life when you're older. And what do you, I guess for me, I'm like at this point now, well, well, I have one year left at NYU. um, But I'm at this point where I'm like, where do I really see myself? Like, because I think that I could definitely see myself like in some ways being an entrepreneur, but then in another sense, I'm like, I really like aspects of like being on a team and having like a structured nine to five, um, obviously in like a creative industry, but I'm, I feel like there's so much there's so much richness in being surrounded by people all the time and it's really hard doing freelance. Yeah, so that's what I struggled with. Yeah. For sure. Freelance work you're you're with yourself most of the time. There's there's pros and cons for both and obviously it's such a privilege to be able to be like, "Hey, I can have this really cool job and then I can quit and do my own thing." And that's obviously a huge privilege. But if you do have the opportunity to try both, I would I would try both because there's skill sets and like parts of my brain that I used in my freelance work and then parts of my brain and my personality that I use in my day to day job type of work. So and through experiencing both of those, I've grown so much more than I would have if I did just one or just the other. I love that. That's my two cents. <laughs> um, 
So you said that you're kind of taking a break from Instagram right now. Um, and I totally, I'm, I literally have not posted on my story in like days, which is honestly not even a break, Same. but like for me, it's a break and I haven't even been like going on and scrolling. Um, I just feel like really, I get in these phases where I'm like, I actually don't care about any of this like I don't want to see it I just want to live my life um so I want to trigger that I don't think I don't think it was like I got triggered by something it was just more like I I'm like bored of the content that I'm seeing so I guess I my question to you is like how when you feel like your feed is getting super redundant are there people that you go to that you like really look up to and and keep like a fresh I don't I think there's people that I go to where I like I will watch their story every day because I think they're hilarious or I think their content is like super different or inspiring or whatever yeah I would say I agree with all of that I've I haven't been posting on my stories right now and nothing has triggered it it's just like I don't know. I'm just living my life. I don't want to post about it. But when I do want to become re-inspired, I, I honestly, I really love We Wore What. Um, I think she's very business-minded and career-focused mm-hmm. as well as obviously super fashionable, which is something that I strive for because a lot of influencers and bloggers can come across as not as business-oriented or intelligent or whatever i i never thought about that but i love i love that she does that yeah i think it's so smart because i think it's like people are always like what's the behind the scenes and actually making your brand about being a businesswoman is like so dope yeah it's cool to see her builds her own stuff like Mm -hmm. ideally my dream job would be to have my own brand of some sort as i'm sure you're aware yeah (laughs) um and and she does a really good job of being real but also entertaining in some fashion and it's i I never get bored looking at her stories you know Mm -hmm. sometimes you get bored of people i have not gotten bored of forever and then also random and completely opposite but do you follow the average fashion blogger i think that's her name no but i have to now her it's the complete opposite she it's a parody of fashion bloggers everything is like a joke but it's so funny she's really and they're all videos too so it's like funny things to watch so when i need to laugh i'll watch her yeah i've honestly been like way more obsessed with youtube lately i I know you dabbled in youtube are you still doing it (laughs) it's It's so so hard hard. oh my (laughs) god it's so hard um no mad respect for the people that have built a career on YouTube because it's it's really hard. You have to plan your videos, film them, also look good during them usually, mm-hmm. have good lighting, and then the post-production, editing, the what's it called? The thumbnails, the intros, it's a lot of work. Good for them. Honestly. Yeah. No, I, I'm, like, obsessed with it. And, like, I have been forever, but I just, Same. like, I just feel like it's so much less, like, I don't know. The girls that I follow on YouTube, I just love like seeing their lives and like it's just way more raw and chill. Yeah. Like the Instagram has just become like for me right now at the moment, it's just become kind of toxic and I'm like, I don't really care to look at it. I feel like I have a more personal connection 
with the girls that I follow on YouTube. Um, so I, I don't agree. know. I love that. I agree. I don't think I could ever personally become a, a vlogger, but I I do love watching them. I also I love a good sit down video. I just found this one girl. She just moved to New York, actually, I think a week ago because I've been Instagram stalking her. Her username is best dressed. I don't know. I've seen Ashley. her. Yeah. She's really cool because she's has this self-deprecating humor, but also has a very strong skill set in video edit. I think she studied film and production, so her mm -hmm. videos are really well made. And she has cute style, so I like watching her. Wait, quickly going back to college, what did you study at NYU? So, oh yeah, I guess I didn't finish that. I started as a nutrition major freshman year and then I switched to communications. It's called MCC at NYU. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've taken some classes. <laughs> it's kind of a very vague major, but it worked. Honestly, though, I loved the classes that I took at MCC because it was like so well-rounded yeah. and so like applicable to everything. I took one about just like media, cultural, media, culture and analysis Wait, i think i definitely took that which was like amazing so yeah. and it, it's just like the it's a way of thinking about marketing and media that's like can be applied to anything mm -hmm. so um i love that and i wanted to ask you um so our podcast is really about agelessness and um like this idea of of having like an ageless spirit whatever your actual age is um and i guess your content is really focused on like one particular age group how do you plan to expand as you get older that's a good question i was thinking about that on the way here but you made a good point earlier where a lot of the reason that these big influencers have such a big following is because people follow for them and not necessarily their their prettiness in their pictures or their aesthetic, but more just for their personality. And I hope that as I continue to be on social media, I can talk and open up to my followers so that they have a connection to me and think of me as a friend. Because I feel like that is how you keep an audience as you grow. Because even from four years ago or five years ago when I started, um, I have followers that have stayed that long, even though I switched over from food to fashion. And that just shows that people stay for you rather than what you're posting. So I don't know. I hope I just continue to be honest and open with my followers and they, they want to stick around and be my friend. Did people, <laughs> do you think, um, well, where are most of your followers based? New York. New York. Sure. And you said you grew up in New York or where I grew up in Connecticut okay very close by and then and then I went to NYU here so I, I haven't really moved around that much maybe one day <laughs> yeah I mean <clears throat> I lived in LA for two years but like I I feel like I've lived in New York my whole life because I feel like those two years just went by so quickly <laughs> um I think it is important to like live other places but New York is the best. Like, it's so hard to live anywhere else. So I went to Austin over the summer and I did not expect to love it as much as I did. I don't know. I'm like, I don't consider I'm myself like a Southern. I've been to Dallas, but never Austin. Austin felt like Brooklyn with a Southern hospitality. It was great. Yeah. Wait, so do you live in Brooklyn now? No, I live in Lower East Side. Okay, cool. But Very like young area yes. for those who don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like the cool, all the cool places to go out and like fun new restaurants and everything. 
Um, I wanted to also talk about like when you, what was the opinion from your family or were your family members supportive of you quitting your full-time job? That was kind of a struggle at, at the beginning. They came around for, my dad came around for sure. Um, I had been talking about wanting to quit my job for a couple of months before actually doing it, kind of to convince myself that I was like, okay, the Band-Aid's coming off, I'm going to quit one day. Um, and then also I needed to explain to my parents the financials of how you make money as a blogger influencer because I support myself. So they were kind of like, if you quit your job, how are you actually going to pay rent and like make money? So I had to explain it to them, which took a while. It took mm -hmm. my dad a couple months and even still he was skeptical when I actually quit. But um, they, they were supportive, definitely supportive. They are kind of like, if you can support yourself and be happy, then we'll support you no matter what. So I was very fortunate in that aspect. I mean, it's, I feel like it's just so hard to explain also like, I had to explain to my accountant, who's like yes. very traditional, same, like same. old school New York accountant, um, just like how Instagram works and yeah. like Instagram ads as well as like selling stuff on Instagram. And he was just like so confused. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like it's interesting to think about like, our kids when you ask kids like what do you want to be when you grow up they're so like by the time that they're our age and like getting their first job the world is going to be so different and like there will be so many other jobs for them I can't even imagine so yeah exactly so I'm just like that that was like a very similar conversation where it was like I have no clue what you're talking about um <laughs> but yeah so Lastly, I guess I wanted to ask you, um, well, first, in terms of your podcast, what where do you think that's going? And like, where do you think podcasting is going? I think podcasting is the next thing. I think it's going to be the next like YouTube, television, whatever. It's going to be equally as important. I, even now, I was talking to one of my friends and she was like, I never listen to music anymore. I wake up in the shower, I listen to a podcast. On my commute, I listen to a podcast. Fully. So, and I, yeah, I honestly think it's going to be the same as what TV was for people like a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, my podcast specifically, I, I, when was my, I took a little break um, just to like gather my life and get that in order. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have you on the next episode. Oh my God, <laughs> I love that. It's hard to, it is hard to think of, I mean, anything in this industry, it's like you're always trying to reinvent the wheel and think of something that no one else has thought of or bring a new perspective mm -hmm. to the table, which people do. Obviously, everyone's different, but it's hard to think of something interesting. But also, I think that like sometimes I, I mean, the podcasts that I like to listen to most are honestly just like very chilled, like where I feel like I'm talking to my friends. Yeah. Um. So... Like, I love having amazing, inspiring guests and, like, all of this stuff on Ageless. But I'm also, like, sometimes I just want to sit down and, like, chat and chill. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's hard to, like, think about new, like, amazing concepts for, I mean, and I think this applies to not just podcasts, but whether you're trying to grow on Instagram or YouTube or whatever 
wherever, um, TikTok, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that it's like sometimes it's just it's not even about like having this new like amazing concept for whatever platform you're trying to grow on but like I guess just having like something relatable and I think that's also like where your content is so amazing for me as a follower because I'm like oh my god I it like it's so relatable for me because obviously we both went to NYU And, well, I still go to NYU. (laughs) And, like, I just think that for people our age, like, trying to figure out post-grad life and, like, all of that stuff. um, Yeah, you're right. It's awesome. I think, yeah, a couple things, like, definitely it just getting into every channel of of whatever social media is definitely important for growing your own brand as well as just exploring. I I loved podcasting and I didn't even think I would like it start of last year. And I wouldn't have known that I liked it so much if I hadn't have tried it. So just trying new things and like maybe I'll love TikTok. I need to try that out a little bit more. I'm kind of <laughs> God, on it. It's but so not embarrassing. Really. I like made it's one so and I was like, I'm old. I'm so old. It's kind of hard to figure out how to do. Yeah. Yeah. I have my 14 year old sister to like be my manager. <laughs> um, yeah. So lastly, it's well, this episode comes out mid-February. So I guess I wanted to talk to you about your resolutions and if you made any and if they're coming to fruition. Yes. I like resolutions. I believe in them. I believe in them if they are actually attainable, which is such a cliche thing to say, but it's so true. Um, And mine are always positive things rather than breaking habits, if that makes sense. So like this year... I one of my resolutions is to try and go to more concerts, which isn't even oh a resolution. Oh my god! But it's dude, like- I said I literally have been saying that because like <laughs> I downloaded SeatGeek and now I'm like I need to go to yeah. live events. Like yes. I'm obsessed with it because it's something like I love going, but I usually I just don't take the time to plan it or like look up who's coming in into New York or whatever, and I'll usually find out the day before or the day of, and it's like tickets might be sold out or I need to get a friend group who wants to go last minute, which is hard. But if you just spend a couple of minutes a day like scrolling through whatever SeatGeek, Spotify, Ticketmaster, you might find cool concerts and they don't even have to be like big concerts. It mm-hmm. could just be a cool thing at like Mercury Lounge or something like more low key. So that's definitely something I'm trying to do. Um, I might go to a concert tomorrow night. TBD on that. Which one? I don't listen to them that much, but Matoma. Okay. They're like tropical house type oh my god i know not nothing about thing. that world i know nothing it's not about that my world. thing but my friend had an extra ticket and i was like this is my time to start my my resolution end of january i love that i love that <laughs> um, all right that's my biggest one i don't have what are yours um i i totally agree with the live events thing i yeah. think it's like so i think it's just taking advantage of like living in a city um and then secondly i want to get a therapist I love that and I literally I said it like at in our first episode of the new year and I still haven't done it and I'm so mad but by the time I haven't done it as we're recording this but by the time this comes out I will have done it I'm like 100% sure so 2020 is the mark year. my words <laughs> mark my words yeah um so anyway, I guess we can just end on that note. Um, cool. Tell everyone where they can find you. 
All of my usernames are What's Emily Doing? Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make it big on TikTok. Yeah, that's that's my next claim to fame. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you guys cool. for listening. Yeah, and thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>